Welcome MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com, the answer for our faith. My name is Jeff, and we're going to talk about why we have faith in God according to healing through Jesus Christ. This is a three-part series, and this first part, uh, the whole three-part series is called The 39 Stripes of Healing, and this first part, first section is called Receive Healing. So let's just jump right into healing, because that's what we need. So why did Jesus heal? John 3, 12 says, if I, if I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? You know, God wants us to understand both the earthly things and the heavenly things, the things that we call carnal or natural and the supernatural things uh, of God. So I'm going to go into seven types of healings I found that Jesus did in the New Testament, plus two extras that he did that were kind of loners or by themselves. But here's seven types that he, he healed multiple times in these seven types. Jesus healed the lepers to show that he had power to cleanse the unclean. So if you don't understand the earthly things, you won't understand the sp spiritual things. So Jesus heals naturally so we can also understand the, the spiritual, the spiritual um, aspect of it. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus healed the lepers to show that he had power to, cl uh, to cleanse the unclean. You know, the lepers... Uh, you know they, they had this a skin disease or, or, or rotten on their body and they asked to be you know to be cleansed and and us being sinners and you know and needing christ as our savior and our lord we have this sin that's eating away at our spiritual flesh or our spiritual being and so jesus is showing that not only cleanses the the natural but he also cleanses the spiritual some people think god only clean, cleanses the, the, the spiritual now there's nothing to have to do with the body but god wants us to understand both both the natural and the spiritual so Jesus healed the lepers to show that he had power to cleanse the unclean. You know, lepers were always wanting to be made clean, not healed. Every time that Jesus come to, uh, to a leper, they would say, will you cleanse me? What can, can I be clean? And Jesus would always say, you are cleansed. And so why do you want they say be healed? Isn't it a medical problem? Isn't leprosy a medical problem? Yes, but Jesus is really showing here that, it, that it's a spiritual problem. And we're, we're going to understand more of this here in a second. So lepers represent the sin of our life that caused us to be unclean and rejected men, outcast. But the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. So if you understand how Jesus healed the lepers, then you understand that he also heals us from a, a, a sickness or a disease called sin in our spiritual life. Uh, number two, Jesus healed the blind to show that he had power to open the eyes of the heart, Ephesians 1.18. We are all blind from birth, and I, I was blind, but now I see. Remember that guy when he was, he was blind from birth, and they didn't know, uh, the disciples asked Jesus, what was the cause of this man? Was it his sin or his parents? And, and, and Jesus said, neither, but for the glory of God. And this man was, uh, was given sight, and he stood in front of the Pharisees, so I was blind, but now I see. And the same thing spiritually. I mean, every time you get something, maybe somebody's talking to you and you're just not getting it, then you're going, oh, now it dawns on me. Dawn is that new morning light coming up to you. So God gives sight to the blind, not only to us physically, but also to us spiritually. Uh, the God of this world has blinded our minds, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. That's why we needed Jesus to come, because as soon as Adam you know, brought sin to this world, uh, he traded his position uh, being God of this world. Adam was God of this world. He gave that over to Satan to be the God of this world. And as soon as Satan became the God of this world, he blinded Adam so he could no longer see the true, the true God, the true Lord, the true Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one God, one true God. Jesus came to open the spiritual eyes of the blind, John 9, 3, uh, John 9 uh, verse 39. Jesus is the light of the world. Remember, he says, he says, I am the light of the world, John 8, 12. And Jesus said that because he only 
He only said what he saw his father do. He only did what he saw his father do. He only said what he saw, heard his father say. And if you go back to Genesis, when the first thing that happens is, let there be light. Before there was even a sun or stars or moon created, he said, let there be light. And so as soon as Jesus hits the scene, he says, I am the light of that world. When there's all darkness and, and the earth filled with voidness and without, you know, without any form. You know, God said, let there be light. The first thing that has to start when you want to get out of a darkness is turn on the light. <laughs> so that's what Jesus did when he came. He says, I am the light of the world. Jesus turned on the light, John 8, 12. Jesus healed the deaf and mute. This is the third group that Jesus healed. Jesus healed the deaf and the mute to show that he had power to open ears and to give understanding to the unlearned. How will we hear unless a preacher is sent? Romans 10, 14. We got to have the ears. We got to have ears to hear. Then with ears, let them hear. Mark 4, 23. What we hear is what we eventually see. Let me explain this. What we hear is what we eventually see. Because whatever you hear, whatever sounds good to you, you're going to look towards. You're going to go after. If you're walking down the street and you're headed to a gas station or, or to a convenience store or something, and I yell your name across the street, you look at you look at me, you heard, and now if you start coming towards me, it's because you saw, uh, you heard me, then you saw me and came towards me. Now, you may not want to come towards me. You may want to keep on going. But nevertheless, what you hear is what you eventually see. What, what you continually hear in these ears, in your spiritual ears, is what you're going to constantly see. You want to know a lot of people why they don't believe in healing today? Because they're not, you know, they're not hearing about healing today. So therefore, they're not seeing because they're not looking for it. They're being told that healing passed away. The physical healing passed away. That Jesus only did it for, you know, for during that time to show that who he was. So there is no more healing. Well, that's not true. God still gets our attention by healing us. God still has compassion. Jesus hasn't lost his compassion just because he's gone back up to be with the Father. Jesus is still in that physical body. He still remembers the pain of, of living in this world and so forth. So what we hear is what we eventually see. That's why it's so important for you that you're sick and have a disease and want to be healed is to hear this. Because what you hear is eventually to see. If you hear that by his stripes you were healed, then eventually you're going to see that. But if you don't hear it, you're going to hear something else. And whatever you hear is what you're going to see. If you only hear that you have to get, you know, be sick your whole life and then, then eventually die. And hopefully you can make it to an age, old age, but not, you know, well, so what? This is kind of what people have to say that, you know, we got to pay for penalty of sin in our bodies. Well, it's not true. Jesus paid for that. And we're going to get into so much of that. I don't want to jump ahead. A fourth group is the lame. Jesus healed the lame to show that he had power to make crooked paths straight. You know, lame where where your foot's not working. It's you know it, it's crooked or or uh, maybe you sprang it or or something like that. So Jesus healed the lame to show that he had power to make crooked paths straight. Uh, straight and narrow is the way. We need to be able to put one foot in front of the other. John 1.23 and Matthew 7.13 uh, through 14 talks about wide is the gate, but narrow is the path for eternal life. Well, narrow is the path for everything about God. There's a whole lot of people that go the, go the wide path on healing. And there's nothing wrong about going to doctors and hospitals. And we're going to talk about that, you know, in, in the third part of, or second part of this series. But God wants us to come to him because he is the great physician. He is the great doctor. Jesus called himself a doctor when the Pharisees accused of him being a friend of sinners. So, but our straight and narrow way, the, 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 sometimes the, the, the straight and narrow is so narrow that you got to put one foot in front of another. Well, if you got a bad foot, that's going to be very hard to keep your balance and keep on the narrow path. So, so Jesus came to not only heal the physical lameties in the, in the bodies, if that's even a word, lameties, <laughs> But if to fix the lame, he's also going to do a spiritual because some of us have spiritual crooked 
crooked ways of doing things. We're not seeing things clearly. We're not walking in the straight and narrow path of God because of, of things that are in our flesh, things that are in our soul, things that are in our thinking, things that are in our emotions, things that have happened to us in the past that's still causing us to walk a little bit crooked and not straight and stay in that straight and narrow path that God wants us. You know, not everybody who sins all the time is just wicked. Sometimes we sin because Jesus told, you know, Peter says, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. A lot of times we just have weaknesses in our flesh that causes. Well, God wants to heal those weaknesses through Christ Jesus so that we can walk that straight and narrow path. You're trying to get from A to B. You're trying to be holy. You're trying to walk in that righteousness. Then all of a sudden you, you, you know, you... You, you trip or you fall or you sprain your ankle, you turn your ankle. I've seen uh, a lot of YouTube videos or on TV showing women trying to you know, run in high heels and they trip or some of them just are, are flip-flops. You know, they, they, they trip on those kind of things. Well, God wants to heal our, 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 our lame walk, our crooked ways so we can walk straight and narrow. And make it and make it to the to the healing make it to the place that we're, that we're believing not only unto eternal life but the things that we need here and now we need need now so we can't stay on the straight path when we have crooked ways a fifth group that jesus healed was was the dead he raised them from the dead you say that's not a heal that's a miracle well let's go with it jesus raised the dead to show that he was the resurrection john eleven twenty five. remember when lazarus was sick and died and uh, Martha and Mary kind of got upset because Jesus didn't come to heal them when they knew that Jesus could and Jesus waited until um, Lazarus was dead four days and then came and raised him from the dead to show that he was a resurrection. We know that Jesus is the Savior. If you're born again, you know that Jesus is a Savior, but he has a lot of other names. Not just a Savior, but he's also known as, as a resurrection. and he's also known as the healer. You know, God sent his word and his word did heal. Jesus is that word that came flesh, you know, and came, came among men. So, so, so Jesus, so if you don't know, if you've never been healed, you've never seen healing, never received healing, never believed in healing, well, Jesus is a Savior. Yes, he is. Jesus is the Lord. Yes, he is. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is also the healer of healers. So Jesus raised the dead to show that he was resurrections. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, Eternity is in the heart of man. We all want to live forever. You know, I don't, that's why I don't believe in atheists, because God put eternity in man, and eternity, every single person. The atheists deny, well, maybe deny that there is eternity, because deny eternity, you have to also deny that there is a God. They don't want to say it, but there is eternity. Why else are we trying to live forever? Why else are we trying to have, have all these breakthroughs so we can live forever? All these transplants and hoping to have a brain transplant and, 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 oh, and a, a soul transplant. A lot of the sci-fi is how you take one soul from one body to another body so you can keep on living. And, you know, why? Because we have eternity in our heart. Why would we even come up with stories like that? Because eternity is in our heart to live forever. And every single person has ever given breath, or not even breath, there's been people in the, in the womb who have been died before they can even take a breath. And, you know, that's, that eternity is put in the heart of man. The day that you're conceived, eternity was put there. You know, the day that you're living, all the days of your life, eternity is put there. That's why we come up with these stories about trying to live forever and people living forever. Those who are in Christ uh, pass from life to death to eternal rest. John 5, 24 and Hebrews 4, 1, 3. And, uh, um, we, we pass from life to death and then and to eternal rest. Well, we don't have to get sick and, and live sick all the way till we point to the die. You know, there's a lot of people that don't believe in healing because it says once appointed a man to die, then face judgment. That is true, but you don't have to be sick and die. You don't have to wait till you're sick. You don't have to be sick all your life and eventually die. Jesus took the curse of the law in his body. It says in his body. Uh, it's not in his best interest, not in our best interest to be sick. 
We're supposed to do the work of the ministry. How are we going to do the work of the ministry? How are we going to reach people? How are we going to love people if we're sick, if we're all in dealing with things? And we're going to deal a whole lot more on that. This is a long series. So I really hope you listen to it because it's good. Uh, we, you know, we put rest, uh, RIP, rest in peace on anybody who dies. You know, there's no rest for the wicked. You know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne did not come with that. It's in the scripture. Isaiah 48, 22, and the Revelations 20, uh, you know, 13 is talking about, you know, our rest. We're supposed to enter the rest of the Lord. When we die, we're going to either rest in the Lord or we're going to enter no rest whatsoever for eternal life. But Jesus wanted to raise the dead to show that he was the resurrection and he still is the resurrection. There is a resurrection to come, but he can, during that time before we die, we can be healed and receive that healing. If not, why don't we just die now and go on and be raised from the dead? So let's go on. Uh, the sixth group, Jesus cast out demons to show that he had all authority. Luke 9.1 There are unseen entities that do affect our bodies. A lot of people don't want to believe that. Um, in fact, the Pharisees uh, got so upset with Jesus because the disciples weren't washing their feet or washing their hands before they ate. Because there's a big thing of washing your hands because they believe sickness came from demons. Well, there is a sickness coming from demons, but we also know there was also germs, you know, that they didn't see back then that we now see. But demons still can affect our health. There's still demonic uh, uh, oppression that can affect even the believer and making their physical body sick. These bodies are not yet redeemed. They've been bought with a price. Jesus owns these bodies. These very same bodies that are going to sick are going to die, and and but God's going to resurrect these very same bodies, and then He's going to heal these bodies and glorify these bodies. But there are demons that make this sick, and you can understand that stuff when Jesus rebuked a fever off of uh, Peter's uh, mother-in-law. So there and there's other things, you know, the the guy who's out, you know, out in the cemetery says screaming and and cutting himself. If you're a cutter, you're you're being affected by a demon. You're being affected by an entity that you can't see. Well, God can heal us um, from those things. He can deliver us from those things. Rather be possession or oppression. Most of the time it's oppression. You know, it causes us to do things. You know, causes our mind to do things we don't want to do or we think it's best for the time to find out it's not. Sickness disease is not always a result of our habits. Sometimes it's the way our thinking. And uh, many people will not be healed in a hospital or by taking medication. There's some people the doctors just don't know. And I'm not saying every case is that of demonic, but many times, it, you know, many times it is. We see that in scripture and we see it nowadays too. Uh, seven, seven group of people that Jesus healed. Those who were afflicted and oppressed. Jesus healed all those who were afflicted and oppressed. Allergies, chronic pains, and other things that seem to come in cycles is what is called afflicted. Oppression leads to all kinds of sicknesses and disease. When we can't freely express ourselves because of bad religion, fear of man, etc. We have all kinds of elements, panic attacks, upset stomach, ailments. So that woman who had the issue of blood, it says that she was afflicted. I think Jesus went around and healed all those who were afflicted and oppressed. So maybe you have, you know, maybe you have a seasonal allergy or a seasonal problem or so forth. But God wants to heal all those things as well through Christ Jesus, through what he has done. Um, all those things. Uh, now, that, now that's a seven, seven different groups of healings that God healed. Jesus healed multiple people in multiple times in those places. But here's two offshoots, I guess, two people that he healed separately. And it really has to do with spiritual. If you don't understand the natural, you not understand the spiritual. And, if, and so forth. Jesus healed a man with a withered right hand to show that he had power to restore blessings. Remember that? Remember when Jesus walked into a... Well, there goes the 15 minutes, but I'm not, not done yet. Um, to show that he had power to restore blessing. Matthew 26, 64. Remember this man walked in, or Jesus walked into this temple and it was on, on the Sabbath, on, you know, and the Pharisees were looking to see if he was healed this man. And Jesus walked up to this man and says, you know, 
get up, come forth, and put out your hand. Man's hand was withered, which means he couldn't use it. Uh, um, and Jesus touched him, and his hand became whole. He was able to pick up a glass again. He was able to pick up, you know, sticks. He was able to, to get up and move again with his hand. And why the hand? Because the blessing comes from the right hand. Matthew 26, 64, Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God. It's the hand of blessing. You see in the Old Testament where people uh, you know, blessed the next, the next king or, or the next person or, or in their family who got the blessing was the right hand. Bad religion can cause us to wither up and go through the motions. We step out in faith and we get ran over by the Mack truck because we don't know. We didn't know our worst enemies were in our own household. Matthew 10, 36. You know how many people have gone to church? In fact, if you've gone to church for any length of time, this is going to happen. You're going to get offended. You're going to get hurt. You're going to have people slap at your hand and tell you to sit down and shut up. You're not holy enough. You're not ready enough. You're not pure enough. You need to go to cemetery. You need to go to seminary. You need to do all these things. And so these people who love God and love people walk out there and their hands get slapped, get cut off by, the, you know, by this bad religious idea that we have to be perfect before we can do anything for God. And so if you have a withered hand, you know, a spiritual hand, and God's going to heal that hand. And I call those things out. God's going to heal that hand because he wants to heal it. He wants it to be out. Jesus always went out, went out about doing good. We need about going and doing good. We shouldn't hold back because of what we've been offended for. If you benefited in church, forgive the church and, and go back to the church. Get invite, uh, Go back and, and be part of it. Get, that's how... How it shows that you've really forgiven the church is if you go back. You don't have to go back to the same church or if the same people are doing the same thing to you. But to go back to church to show that, show God and show yourself that you've forgiven. And, and Jesus will reach out and touch your withered hand. You'll be once again be able to bless people with your right hand. Um, a lot of people bite the hand that feeds you. If you were going to be fruitful Christians, and we're going to have to, we're going to get bit by the people we're helping. You know, we're going to be taken advantage of. And, and if you're walking with the Lord, you know when you're going to be taken advantage of. Sometimes you allow it. Jesus allowed it. He says, nobody takes my life, but I lay it down. Jesus was, you know, wasn't caught on, on guard or unaware of any, any tactics. He's always saying, you know, why are you trying to trick me? Why are you trying to deceive me? So just know that when you're going to walk a fruitful life for Christ, you know, that, that your hands can be bit a few times. But don't worry because, well, Jesus wants to heal that withered hand. Allow God to heal your blessed hand. And nine, this, the severed right ear. Remember, here's Jesus, you know, in the in the garden with all his disciples. The disciples went to sleep. Here comes Judas, you know, and 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 betrays Jesus. And Peter pulls out a sword and cuts off this uh, this guy's right ear. This is right ear. And you find out a lot of things about right ear, right hand, and right toe, and so forth in the Old Testament. And Jesus told told Peter, says, if you live by the sword. You're going to die by the sword. Matthew 26, 51 through 52. Jesus also said, them of the ears, let them hear. Now, how are you going to hear if you don't have ears? Now, we know you don't hear God with these ears. We hear him with our spiritual ears. But if you don't understand the natural, then you're not going to understand the spiritual. You know, this is what Jesus said. I, I, I believe it was told, told to Nicodemus. So if you get hurt by religion, man, if we go out there and hurt people with the gospel and not doing it the right way, coming with the law and beating people down and, and Bible thumping them and that kind of stuff, we cut off people's ears so they can't even hear with these ears, much less the spiritual ears. And so that's what Jesus was telling uh, um, Peter. says, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Don't cut off somebody's ears because without ears, they cannot hear. But, but Peter wasn't the only thing to do this. We find in the Old Testament, Moses did the same thing. Moses was told to speak to this rock to bring out living water. To bring water for the people to think. Numbers, 20, uh, Numbers chapter 20, verse 11 through 12. But instead of speaking to that rock, he went in his old ways. He pulled, pulled up his staff and hit that rock twice. 
And, and he didn't, wasn't allowed to go into the promised land because he misrepresented God. He made God look like he was an angry God, always, always wanted, to get, you know, in, uh, wanted to get a hold of his sinners and punishment. Punish them. Now there is a scripture not to be, you don't want to be in the hands of an angry God. Well, one day God will pour out his wrath, those who haven't received the free gift of Jesus Christ. But right now, he has no wrath towards us. He's not angry towards us. He's, he's speaking to us. He's speaking to the rockness, the hardness of a heart, and because he wants to bring living water. He wants to give us a heart of flesh. But anyway, Moses was here. Instead of speaking to the rock, he hit that rock. You know, and, 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 and when that happens in churches, when people become legalistic and tell you all these things and, and make God look like he was just this, you know, angry God who just wants, waiting for us to kill us and destroy us. Well, he can do that any moment he wants, but he's not. So we don't want to misrepresent God. But if you do have that severed right here, if you have been hit with a religious staff, then God can heal you with that. Jesus is healed. He put that severed right ear back on like man's, man's head. So we don't want to misrepresent God who has caused a lot of deafness in the world. So allow God to heal your ears. So that's the first, um, first section. There's 13 parts in this first section. There's three sections. So I hope you heard something. MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com